Tiger fans, you've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com slash drive. Go Tigers! It's time for Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network. Tiger Talk, live from Tiger Club, inside the Robin Center on the Fort Hayes State Campus. It's brought to you by these premier Tiger sponsors, Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis, banking one story at a time. The Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, expertise, technology, compassion, all right here. Adams Brown, strategic allies and CPAs, going above and beyond for you. BTI, your John Deere dealer, with locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Mass City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. The Taco Shop, dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. Since 1970, you've never had it so good. And Eagle, our community connected. Tiger Talk with the voice of the Tigers, Gerard Welbrock. And good afternoon and welcome to Tiger Talk. It's our final show here of 2023 and we're certainly glad to have you uh, with us here this afternoon as we talk some Fort Hayes State wrestling and basketball again here today. We'll be joined shortly by Head men's wrestling coach Eric Wentz. The Tigers coming off a uh, good showing at the Midwest Classic in Indianapolis over the weekend. Some women's basketball with Talia Cars. They played last night, in fact, uh, down in Edmond against Central Oklahoma. Big win over UCO after a blowout win over Newman on Sunday. And then we'll talk men's basketball with head coach Mark Johnson. They had a tough overtime loss at Newman on um, Sunday. Didn't play last night, so the Broncos could go to Vegas. Good for them. Screws up everybody else's schedule, but uh, so we'll move on. They won't play UCO until New Year's Eve afternoon in Edmond. So we'll touch base on all of that. Again, it is our final program of this year. We'll be back January 3rd, so make that programming note. Our next Tiger Talk is on January 3rd. Again, a reminder, you can join us by joining Tiger Club. It's simple. Uh, your $100 Ford membership goes towards scholarships at Fort A State for the athletic department, and then you buy your meal on Wednesdays. Come join us in person. Always a lot of fun. Chicken fried steak day today. Your membership is worth that just for that meal. Uh, they'll be having it in 2024, uh, so uh, certainly encourage you to do that. Of course, uh, always glad to have you with us here on the program. Again, you can chime in with a question. All you have to do is go to the Fort A. State Athletics website, fhsuathletics.com. Click on the Fans tab. You'll get that drop-down menu there on the bottom. You'll see Ask the Coach. And if we use the question, you'll have a chance to uh, win a T-shirt from Fort A. State Athletics. And, of course, there'll be uh, pads at the table for any of our in-house guests who want to submit a question for the coaches. All right, let's jump right into it. Fort A. State Wrestling, head coach Eric Wentz with us. The Tigers at the Midwest Classic over the weekend up in Indianapolis. We had a good preview from that from you last week. And um, I guess the highlight is uh, Terrius Henry. Boy, he was close. He got to the championship, finished runner-up, but uh, a good tournament for him. You mentioned it last week. It's kind of been a bit of an up-and-down year. He's getting older, and I'm sure that has a little bit to do with it, but uh, got to the championship match, came up a little bit short, but 
a, a good weekend of wrestling for Terrius. Yeah, he uh, you know he really turned the corner this week mentally. You know, we we had some conversations with him. Um, you know about how he's mentally preparing for his matches, and he was talking about how nervous he was he was getting. And uh, so we'd spent a lot of time, and really Coach McKeard and my assistant spent a lot of time with him, uh, getting him mentally ready for for some of these matches. Because you know after round three, it, it, all the matches were pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he uh, you know, we focused on you know him just taking a couple deep breaths, calming himself, and helping him realize that he's good enough to win a national tournament, and he, as long as he performs. You know, you know, with with no anxiety and you know, there's no pressure. You know, you know, that's when he performs at his best. So, you know, we said, you know, let's just go out and, and wrestle some strategic matches um, against some of these guys who were dangerous late in the tournament. Um, you know, and and he survived a, a physical match with the Maryville kid. I think that was the quarterfinal match. Um, guy was just being really physical with him, and uh, he just kind of picked his spots and. And uh, scored a couple takedowns uh, late in the match there, you know, and then going into the semifinals. It was a guy that he's wrestled already this year who's real dangerous. The guy's bigger than Terrius, which is hard to believe. And uh, he he can throw you to your back at any point. So we just were really smart about how we wrestled. And then, uh, obviously, in the finals, came up just short um, against a guy with some pretty impressive wrestling pedigree. <laughs> uh, Derek Blueball from Indianapolis, ranked number two right now. Uh, his grandfather was an Olympic champ in 1960 and was the outstanding wrestler in the world in 1960. <laughs> it's pretty good pedigree. Pretty good pedigree. So he's got wrestling in his blood, and, and uh, you know, so we, you know, and he stuck to the game plan with that one because, you know, when he wrestled Blue Ball at the national tournament last year, he kind of shot himself out of the match pretty early, uh, just really trying to let it fly. And, uh, you know, he wrestled a really, really smart first period, 0-0 first period. Got out in the second period, and last year Blue Ball rode him at the national tournament, and that that cost him another point. So he was able to get out really quick, and then he just hand fought him, and made. And we were trying to make Blue Ball take take shots and try to score, and that's when Terry's got closest to scoring. He got behind him one, at one point, and Blue Ball dove out of bounds, got hit with a stall call. Uh, I probably could have challenged that. That it was pretty. We went back and watched the video, and it was pretty close to a takedown, but I don't know if I would have won it or not because of reaction time, but. Um, and then, and then put the pressure on him in the third, and almost scored right at the end of regulation. Had Blue Ball sat down, had his had one leg, and was trying to hop over and catch the other leg. If he secures it, it's a takedown. He wins in regulation. Ended up not getting it, and then ended up in the exact same position. And Blue Ball was able to square his hips up and just hit a simple go behind in the overtime. But you know, he he really did turn a corner this weekend. So we're pretty excited for the rest of the year. Talk more about that. Couple things you mentioned challenge. So so you are allowed to challenge in a match. How does that how does that whole process so, work? In wrestling. So in a tournament, we get three challenges, no matter if it's a one-day tournament or a two-day <laughs> so tournament. So you have to be judicious get, with Yeah, and, and I almost used one in the first round with Marcel Deli when he wrestled the number one guy in the country in the first round up there. I almost threw the brick and decided not to. Again, went back and watched the video, and I, I'm regretting not throwing the, the brick because that could have changed the outcome because, you know, it was a, it was a one-point match before the last takedown with Marcel. So you get if you win the challenge, you get the brick back. So you, you if you start with three, if you win one, you get it back. So you you know, until you lose until you lose three challenges, you keep those bricks. So I like that. I wish more sports were like that. I think you know how you only get so many well, if if I win it, you messed up. I shouldn't be punished <laughs> and only get I mean I should keep getting them as yeah. long. So that's interesting. And for duels, is is it the same three? How's that work with duels? Uh, duels we can we can challenge every bout. Every bout, okay. Yeah, yeah. So if we, we want to challenge, we can throw 
the brick. I think we we might only get two or three. I don't use challenges right. very often um, just because a lot of times you don't have an independent reviewer, and the odds of you changing an official's <laughs> mind are not real good. good. So if it's if it's questionable at all, if unless it's clear cut, you, the referee made a mistake, or you know, I'm probably not going to throw the right. brick. And and strategically, you know, however long it takes to, to review that situation. The other guy's getting rest time. Good point. So if we don't – if we're starting to put the hammer down and guy's getting tired, I'm not going to throw a brick because I'd rather that guy break mentally and physically before I waste that challenge and give him, give him some rest time. Karius goes 5-1 and one on the weekend. He's now 11-4 and all-time uh, with a pair of runner-up finishes at the Midwest Classic. Uh, you mentioned him, just you know, maybe some of the anxiety. Is this – has he always had this, or is this something just kind of new as he's getting older? Maybe you know, knowing his career starting to wind down, maybe creeping it, into that a little bit. It, it was it, it was like that early on because he didn't sometimes didn't believe in himself very mm-hmm. much, and then last year he really turned a corner, and I think because there was no pressure on him, he was just kind of re- wrestling really loose and and scoring points a lot of times at will on some really good guys, and so he felt really confident. And then obviously going into you know the spring and summer competition at the U23s you know he really got confident and then i think just you know i think he had some pretty high expectations for himself this year um and partly might be the coach's staff fault you know <laughs> we might be putting a lot of pressure on him cuz we're like you, you can do this you can win a national title be our first division 2 national champ you know but here's what you got to do to do it and sometimes I, f- I feel like maybe we did put a little too much pressure on him and he started wrestling a little tighter and 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 in return not scoring as many points and, and not wrestling as loose so you know now we're just focused on you know we're not focused on results we're purely focusing on okay how can we get you over the hurdle each period or how how can we strategically improve each match so then he's he's, he's making some strides well hopefully this weekend a turning point for him in that regard because we obviously all know how talented he is and uh, everything you've said yeah i mean i think he's the guy who has certainly a chance an opportunity um to to compete for a, a national championship maybe go down some of the the the, the, uh, the rest of the the wrestlers and and, and how they did you know you had a couple of others do pretty well yep. and, and 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 others not so well but <laughs> but as we talked last week this is tough. I mean, it's some of the best wrestlers in the country. You knew it was going to be a challenge for some of those guys. Yeah, you know, and we had some key matchups. Like DeAndre Brown at 125 had a had a tough close one with uh, with the guy from Colorado Mesa in the first round. Just two completely different body types. DeAndre doesn't really cut weight to make 125. This guy was <laughs> he was like a five foot ten, 125 pounder. So it was just just an odd matchup for him. He scored scored a takedown on the guy, uh, you know, and then it gave up a couple of takedowns and some scrambles, but really wrestled well on the backside. Um, had a couple bonus point wins. And that was really good for him because he he's, he hasn't scored many bonus point victories this year, and uh, so he really got on a roll on the backside. And then, you know, in the, in his uh, Conti round four match, he lost to the number nine guy in the country, but scored a takedown on him, and and uh, so that was kind of a, a turning point for him this weekend. Uh, Kevin Honus tough draw out of the gate at 133. The the, the Parkside guy he drew. I think he was ranked top 15, maybe 14th in the country. And then just in another guy, uh, another tough guy from Coker down in South Carolina on the backside, you know, you know, ended up getting a fall there against Kevin. So, you know, tough weekend for him. You know, he's just he's he's got some work to do in the weight room. I think is going to be the biggest thing for him. Maybe getting in the right weight class. He's wrestling up this year. He was a 125 last year. So, but Drew Bell made had some good matches this weekend. Tough one in the first round. Lost a close one five to two against a guy we thought was beatable. He can be a little bit of a slow starter. Works a little harder to cut weight because he's very lean as it is. So he, him getting down to 41 is a little tougher than than, than some other guys. But uh, on the backside, you know, he had a big pin over uh, Central Missouri. So that's a big one for the MIAA standings. 
um, pinned the guy in the first period, and then uh, you know had another pin in the in the in the third consolation round, and then again a really tough opponent from Coker. I think that guy's ranked in the top 15 as well. Um, just couldn't get couldn't get it going in that one. Guy kind of controlled it the whole time. Um, Marcel Deli probably had the toughest draws out of anybody in this tournament. Um, had the number one ranked guy in the country in the first round. Actually took the guy down twice. Um, and the guy didn't get taken down the rest of the tournament. He tech tech fault or pinned everybody else he wow. wrestled until he won the tournament by a major decision in the finals. Um, but Marcel got two takedowns on him, had him on the ropes, and then just got got caught. On the, on the edge with really short time, ended up getting pinned with one second to go on the clock. Mm. Um, but he, like I said, wrestled really well. And then the guy he lost to from Upper Iowa, I think was ranked sixth in the country, who got upset in the first round. And that guy, he pinned Marcel in a minute too. But that guy won the award for most falls in the least amount of time for the entire tournament. So he wow. pinned – so he lost in the first round and then pinned his way through the tournament. That's crazy. To get it, until he ended up getting fourth place. He lost in the, in the third-place match. But, uh, you know, Hunter Harris got a little banged up in his first one. He, he wrestled the number 11 guy in the country from Upper Iowa. He got he – got, Got a little shoulder injury in that one, and he ended up not not wrestling his second match. Didn't think it was worth it, but Cody Hicks, you know, typical Cody Hicks, a little bit of a slow start, uh, but then on the backside came back and won a few. Uh, had another head-to-head matchup with our re- with a regional guy from New Mexico Highlands. That was a good match, and then you know, obviously dropping his last match to the number eight guy in the country. So that's the kind of things you run into. Yeah. You know, you, if you don't win the ones you're supposed to win, you're probably going to run into a hammer on the backside who who's in, you know, trying to battle back through. So, uh, Warner beat at 174, just, you know, lost a couple close ones. But uh, Matt Rodriguez really had a, had a good weekend. Um, you know, pulled a nationally ranked guy, a Division One transfer from Central uh, Central Missouri in the first round. Uh, never really was in that one. But, you know, it's, it's a long looking looking forward. It's a, it's a, it's a match he can win. Um, but then on the backside, beat uh, had, and won by Tech Fall over the Newberry wrestler, who just was an absolute specimen physically. And then uh, had a big win uh, over Hunter Tobias out of Adam State. That guy was ranked top 15 in the country uh, beginning of the year. And he doesn't like winning in the first round. And I think that guy's lost in the first round every <laughs> tournament he's been in, but has always come back and gotten third. And he's beaten, he's beaten my other 184s uh, either by Tech Fall or Penn. Uh, he beat both of them at the, uh, I believe, at our tournament. Matt Rodriguez knocked him off three to two, scored a takedown late to win that one, and then uh, dropped a tough one. He he was wrestling uh, the, the Belmont Abbey wrestler who was ranked 14th in the country going into the tournament, and and uh, had a seven to two lead going into the third period. <laughs> but at some point, tweaked his knee, got a little mentally broke, and the guy took him down and and just turned him. Turned him and turned him and turned him and ended up dropping that match twenty-one to eight. But then Terry's did his thing. Tony Caldwell two and two on the weekend. Uh, you know, you know Tony's just he's he's got to be more confident in the way he wrestles. And when he's confident and he wrestles guys, he's no he knows he can dominate. He does dominate them. So you know, you know, big one for him is going to be you know going into the second semester in a, in a good place mentally. So, but you mentioned some guys you know maybe a challenge to cut weight or cutting weight, and as we mentioned, it was chicken fried steak day today. I can't imagine um, having having to do that. What now becomes the biggest challenge? Because you get a, you get a break for Christmas, you'll bring him back. I'm guessing it's mom's home cooking is the biggest challenge yeah, for all these guys. Yeah, mom or grandma, whoever, <laughs> whoever hanging, it is, whoever yeah. they're hanging out with over the next two weeks. You know, before we bring them back on uh, on uh, January one, we got our workout six p.m. January one. So. Um, 
you know, we fly to San Francisco on the 4th. Uh, so the big one for them is going to be getting their workouts in while they're home, earning their meals, you know, make sure they're still putting healthy stuff in their body. I, you know, I'm not saying – not telling them to starve themselves and, you know, <laughs> do all the bad weight cutting. You know, I want them to enjoy the time. They need the recovery because it's been a grueling first semester. And this will be a good time for them to heal up, you know, and, and, and uh, really focus on – you know, getting mentally ready for the second half. Because the second half, we, you know, we don't have many tournaments. we got some opens that we're going to send some of our backups and, and uh, red shirts too. But, you know, dual meet season, you know, you make weight. Two hours later, you wrestle seven minutes and you're done. So we got to make sure guys are healthy and ready to go for that. Yeah, you go out to San Francisco, and then, as you said, you get into the meat of your dual season. It's almost like two seasons in a way. You're pre-Christmas with more tournaments than what you did, and now duels, yep. and then you get back and going into that tournament mode at the end for postseason. So it kind of kind of shifts gears. I'm, does it mentally shift gears as well for everybody a little bit or not? Yeah, yeah. you got to be in a little different mental cause, because with the dual meets, we're also trying to win the duel. Right. As, you know, so we got individual performances because you know how you, how you win or how you lose determines how many points you get for the team and you know so there's times where if guys you know things are snowballing and not in our favor we got to tell guys to shut you know figure out how to shut the other guy down and he can't score anymore or if we're close to getting bonus points you know if we're one or two points away from a major decision or a tech fall you know we're like okay now you got to find a way to get over that that hurdle because now we get more team points if you score another takedown you know we get four as opposed to three you know if we're getting close to a, if we're already at a, at a major decision if we're close to a tech fall okay you really got to amp it up put the hammer down and try to find a way to get that tech fall sounds good well we'll talk more about that when uh you come back after the first of the year but uh good good finish there to the the first semester a little bit of break and then uh cranks it all back up after the first of the year eric we appreciate it great job up in indianapolis um enjoy a little break yourself you and your family have a, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We'll reveal, or, uh, re- resume here back in uh, January and, and uh, start looking at those duels and uh, see where this team can go the second semester. Looking forward to it. There you go. That is Eric Wentz, the head wrestling coach at Fort Hayes State University, coming off the Midwest Classic in Indianapolis. Kansas Department of Transportation and the Drive to Zero Coalition invite you to join Tiger fans with a plan. If you're going to be drinking, always designate a sober driver. We'll talk Talk with women's basketball coach Talia Cars when we return. This is Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. We all enjoy the thrill of victory on game day. Did you know that championship mentality can go beyond the field to your home? This is Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs. If you're looking for a victory, the folks at Next Tech have you covered with gig speed internet for just $69 a month. Now, new customers get the fastest home Wi-Fi, backed by the best customer service at an unbeatable price. Take your home's connection to a championship level today at next-tech.com. The most dependable and respected plumbing and mechanical systems provider in our area for 75 years, the Glassman Corporation. They have a long history of large projects and resolving building problems. They're the experts for commercial and residential heating, AC, plumbing, and geothermal systems, and they specialize in applied chillers and boilers of all types. Glassman has techs on the road all over the region every day. Call Glassman Corporation, 1-800-662-4318. That's 1-800-662-4318 and at glassmancorp.com. If you haven't heard, land is in demand. Hi, this is Mitch Keeley, your local Whitetail Properties land specialist in central and western Kansas. If you've ever considered selling your farm, ranch, or hunting land, now is the time to give us a call. I would love to talk with you about why landowners trust us to uniquely market and sell their land quickly for the best price possible. If you're interested in buying or selling land, give me a call at 785-259-0492 or visit whitetailproperties.com. 
These are challenging times in healthcare, but you bring out the best in us. Hi, I'm Eddie Herman, President and CEO of HazeMed. As a leader in quality outcomes and patient satisfaction, we're working together with our community hospital partners to strengthen health in Western Kansas. Because we know you deserve great care everywhere. We are all healthcare. And at HazeMed, we are proud to specialize in you. Learn more at HazeMed.com. Here comes Fort A State. Levy up the floor. Ruddle open again. Another three. Good! Her third of the game. She's doing what Megan Ernie did a year ago when she hit seven. It's 13 to six Tigers and a timeout Central Oklahoma. Yeah, Emma Ruddle got them started yesterday, and then everybody got into the act. Tigers hit 13 threes. They knock off the Broncos of Central Oklahoma last night, 84-66. to That's on the heels of a win over Newman on Sunday. Welcome back to Tiger Talk. It's brought to you in part today by BTI, your John Deere dealer. Locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Nest City, and Pratt. BTI, our family, in partnership with your family. Members of the Fort A. State maintenance staff at the Coliseum and Lewis Field were here. They just left, ate their chicken fried steak and left. We're going to uh, give a shout out to them and all they do. Didn't have to worry about it this year with graduation because the Tigers were on the road, but one of the reasons uh, the games were all messed up, UCO had their graduation and they don't get to use their facility for like four days because they have one ceremony where four days stay a lot of times. There'll be a game on for Thursday night, graduation on Friday, and then a game again Saturday afternoon. Those guys are awesome and do a great job. Wanted to give a shout out to them as they were here for a while for the program. Talia Cars joining us now. Congratulations. Um, it was a good week. You had the, the long break during finals after playing on Monday against Tabor. Came out and um, if you can bottle up some of the shooting right now, um, it would be nice. You hit uh, 23 threes in your two games, 10 on Sunday against Newman, and then you come out and go 13 for 21 last night in the win at Central Oklahoma. Obviously, when the ball's going in the basket like it did, it makes things a whole lot easier, and you can just see the confidence for everybody. It's funny how that just, when the ball goes through the basket at a high rate, everybody just seems to, to play loose, free, and easy and play well. Yeah, no, they they do. They will go on the court, and they think they can shoot it, and um, I'm thankful for that. Sometimes I wish we could mic up our bench because they kind of get, they make some funny comments when we start shooting like that, and um, they're fun to listen to, and um, no, it was, a, it was a fun weekend. Well, let's go back. To, let's start with the Newman game. You win that one, 85 to 35, uh, the largest margin of victory ever for the four-day state women in an MIAA game, and got off to the great start, 18 to four. They don't score a field goal in the first quarter. And I think there were four minutes into the second before they did, and um, you you hit 10 threes, and that was great. But defensively, you really clamped down on them and never really gave them any chance of being in that basketball game. Something that we worked on last week was being more intentional about our press, and that, that really affected Newman, I think. Um, they did get some easy shots. They just didn't go in in that first quarter. So um, we gambled a little bit and, and made them do some things, sped them up a little bit, and it definitely showed. And when you press a little bit, I mean, there there is a, a give and take, and, and that's uh, sometimes come when you press. There will probably be a few times you're going to give up a few easy baskets and they're going to break it. I guess you're bound, banking on 
that's going to be few and far between. The more, majority of the time, it's going to work out in our favor. Yeah, no, I think we did a good job of, of executing that. And then our, our back line, our fours and fives, do such a great job of, of rotating and anticipating and moving to that next person as our girls in the front start to move. And so I think that's a huge advantage, advantage for us is that our fours and fives just do a great job of moving. And I think we did. We took advantage of it. We got some easy baskets against Newman, and it showed. You know, in years past, when you were an assistant under Coach Hobson, at times – the Tigers would press at other times they wouldn't. I know when he was at Hastings, maybe did more of that. And it's a lot of it is personnel. Uh, sometimes you're more equipped, and we've seen that in years past when you've been more equipped. Is this team maybe better built for doing more of that than maybe we've seen in years past? I think so. And I think part of it is that we're playing a lot of kids, but also part of it, there's probably five girls on our team that I would take against anybody in the league on on-ball defense. When you're a point guard and you see any of those five guarding you, it's automatically like, oh, man, I, I, got, I have to work really hard today. Uh, Clary Donica played at UCO. She talked to their point guard before the game yesterday, and she she told her, she's like, I know you guys are going to be up in me all game. I'm not looking forward to it. So people just know, and I can, like I said, I can throw five different other girls on there. One gets tired, I move on to the next one. And I think that's a huge advantage for us that a lot of teams don't have. Well, it's nice, I guess, if you're a player, too. You know, hey, just go out there. I'm going to give them my all for however many minutes. I'm going to get a breather. Then I'm going to go back out there. Yeah, no, I, I, it is huge. And, and they work really hard, and then they do. They get a break, and then the next person steps up, and there's not really a drop-off, and then they get a break, and then the next person goes in. So it's, it makes it nice for me. Well, it was really nice. The defense was working. You get out to that 23-4 to lead. So you set the tone early. I think it was nice. And I know if there was one negative, it was the turnovers. And some of that's the way Newman plays. They, they, they force you into a little bit of that. But really never took the foot off the gas. And sometimes it's easy. You get out to that easy lead. And it's just kind of sloppy the rest of the way. Never felt that happen. No, and part of that is I think just we had a bunch of Wichita kids. So yeah. we had a bunch of Wichita fans in the in the crowd. And so they were just excited to play in front of their family and their friends, their old teammates. And um, so I thought those kids especially did a really good job of just staying focused, staying into it. Um, something we talked to, to talked about at halftime was the turnovers because that was not good in the first half at Newman. And I we did a better job in the second half of taking care of the ball. Tigers got the big win, 85-35. Yeah, there was, we saw some haze folks, some folks from in this room at, at the game. But uh, and for both the men and the women, it was kind of a different – I mean, you had – Everybody for the ladies' game behind the bench, and then everybody came for the men had to sit on the other side because it was full, and it was fun to see. It's that way about every year. I mean, it is almost like a, a, a home away from home, and, and, and obviously it's got to be fun to play with so much family and friends there, but it was a great environment. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun, and I don't know. It's so small, it almost feels like high school gym, yeah, it so it's does. probably why we shot the ball really well, too. <laughs> well, exactly, and uh, hope they bo- well, they did bottle it up for, for uh, last night. We'll take a break right now. We'll come back and uh, talk about the big win over UCO. Uh, the Christmas break, and then what's ahead after the uh, Tigers resume uh, later on here toward the end of the year. We'll do that when we return. Tiger Talk Today brought to you by the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, the most comprehensive orthopedic care in western Kansas. Learn more at hayesmed.com backslash orthopedics. More with women's coach Talia Cars when we return on the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC. Midwest Energy offers two opportunities for high school students. Current high school juniors can apply for the youth tour, where we'll send two students for a one-week all-expenses-paid trip to Washington, D.C. in June of 2024. High school seniors may apply for one of 10 $1,000 scholarships. There's no GPA requirement, and the application process takes just minutes. Apply at MWEnergy.com and click on Youth Tour and Scholarships under the Community tab. Midwest Energy, a customer-owned cooperative, making energy work for you. 
Stock up this winter with holiday season savings from Gibbs Auto Supply in Hayes. Milwaukee products like the Alkaline Pin Light for $14.99 and Drill Bit Set for $19.99. Chemical Guys Car and Wash Detailing Shine Kit $39.99. Outdoor Edge Box Razor Work Blade $12.99. Milwaukee Clear Anti-Scratch Glasses $7.99. And Battery Maintainers starting at $39.99. Get great deals during the holiday season savings event at Gibbs Auto Supply in Hayes. When it comes to the month of December, there's two things to talk about in this commercial for the taco shop, and they're kind of related. Number one, gift cards. When it comes to giving out gift cards as a gift or a stocking stuffer, Taco Shop makes perfect sense. And then also the specials. As you're running around doing all that Christmas shopping, you're hungry and you don't want to cook at home. Stop by the Taco Shop, get the gift cards, and take advantage of the specials. The Sanchez $3.89, pork quesadilla $4.49, and the chicken taco salad $5.89. Hey, Tiger fans, you've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit FHSUalumni.com drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's FHSUalumni.com drive. Go Tigers! Being hounded by Fox. Galladay dribbles over here to the right wing where she gets it to Wagner. Back to Sydney. 13 to shoot. Top of the key. Wagner. Open. Doesn't trigger. Now Holland back to Stearns. Corner three. Bang! She put it in. Big time shot for Ellie Stearns. Her second three. And the Tigers are up by 15. That is a big one. That might be the shot of the day to put this thing away. We're under a minute to go. Yeah, that was a big shot there by Ellie Stearns. It kind of iced the win last night, 84-66 at Central Oklahoma. Welcome back to Tiger Talk. Gerard Welbrock, head women's basketball coach Talia Cars after uh, a win last night in Edmond against UCO, 13 for 21 from three. And as well as you shot it Sunday, came out and uh, lit it up. And, and uh, Assistant Sports Information Director Seth Kincaid, after the game, texting us, uh, and I knew you shot it well at Edmond, but I didn't realize it was this well. <laughs> Going back to the 17-18 seasons, you've hit eight or more threes in every game down at Hamilton Fieldhouse. You had 13 last night. Last year you had 12. That's when Megan Ernie went off and hit seven, and you got that big early lead and just blew them out. You hit 13 there in 2021. Uh, the other four years you hit eight three-pointers. So for whatever reason, that building has been one of the better venues for your team to shoot and it was Emma Ruddle to get you going she hit those three in the first quarter gave you a little breathing room after they took a six to five lead I think you went on a 10-0 run and never trailed the rest of the way and then when Kate Del Saver starts knocking him in she had three all season and was a 28 percent shooter for her career she hits three in the game you get that unexpected offense and you can just see everybody loosened up and and offensively uh one of your better ball games yesterday yeah no it, it's nice to see the ball go in the net that's for sure <laughs> Um, and then other people start to believe that they can make it go in the net. And um, Kate kind of goes in waves. Kate has days where <laughs> you, she's not making any, and then she does. She kind of goes through that and hits two or three in a row. And um, I'm really thankful for those days that she has those moments. And then defensively, she always does a good job, so I can always count on her with that. But um, it was really it was really nice to see the ball go in the net. little scary. You got the 20-point lead in the third. They came back, cut it to 10 a couple of times and, and in the second half turnovers. And, 
you know, going into the game, their opponents were turning it over about 20 a game. And you had four at halftime, but obviously second half they amped it up a little bit, and, and, and that kind of let them get back in the game too many turnovers. Yeah, no, they played a lot of zone that first half, and we executed and got some wide-open threes, and so that was good. And then when they turned up their press, they're a scary team. So I'm really thankful we shot yeah. the ball as good as we did because um, they were ready to come back and beat us if we were going to let them, but we continued to maintain and still hit hit those shots, and we ended up getting some stops when we needed it. Well, they kind of did the same thing. It's Carney the day before who had a big lead, came back, actually took the lead in the fourth fourth quarter, and then Carney pulled away late to, to win it by 10. They just have, what, the one conference win this year, or 2-10. and 10. It's a little mind-boggling. I mean, just it's, it's little stuff because, boy, you watch them. They're athletic. They're talented. They've got good size, good shooting guards. They're in a lot of their games. They just haven't been able to get over the hump and win. Um, this may look like a big win before the season is done because they seem like a team that's just on the verge of figuring it out and watch out. They really are. I told our girls um, and shoot around yesterday morning, I – don't know that I would pick any of our girls to go against any of their girls one on one, because one on one they are they are good. They're a really good team. They can do they can shoot the three, pull up, or go to the basket. All of them. So they're a really hard team to guard, and we just did a really good job on that and um, came up on top. Four threes for Emma Ruddle. It was fun to talk with her after the game, and she mentioned something interesting. Um, how you know maybe in years past she was. Obviously very concerned about shot selection. If she took bad ones, she came out of the game. And, and, and now more just more confidence in her decision-making on what is a good or a bad shot, when to take it, when to not take it. Uh, she just seems to be playing with a little more confidence right now, and you're seeing that with, with her shooting at a very high high level right now. Yeah, for sure. And that's something that we've talked about in the past, something we've talked about this year is, yeah, if we're, if we're making shots, okay, everybody can kind of get involved. If we're not making shots, maybe we should try to get our our bigs a shot. Um, and then we were watching actually um, Pitt and oh I don't remember what game it was Southern or Central Missouri on the oh, way yes, yes. Um, on the way to Central Oklahoma and uh, Pitt was or Central Missouri was down. Pitt went down, hit two threes. So Central Missouri went to the other end and they thought they needed to shoot two threes. And I told them in that moment, I said. They don't need two threes. Yes, they just made two threes. They need to go down and get a really good shot, and they went down and shot three. I said, that's the difference between a good shot and a great shot. And so I think that type of thing, thinking is we're getting better at that, that type of thinking. So well, we're taking shots when we need to and, and not when we, we shouldn't. Pitt came back, got that big win at UCO, UC, or UCM losing twice last week at home. Kind of kind of shocking there. And we'll talk about the MIAA race here in just a little bit. Double-double uh, again for Katie Wagner. I feel bad. We haven't picked her as our player of the game uh, on the broadcast. And she's had two remarkable games. But it's kind of that's what Katie does. You've had other players step up in that regard. But Olivia Hollenbeck, 14 points in this one. Four assists. Williston, 6'4", good size, blocked her shot two or three times. And I thought in the second half did a good job of adjusting, attacked her differently, and and then you saw the results, and she hit her free throws in the second half. But um, it was a struggle in the first half offensively. She figured it out. And, and what I think has been most impressive about Liv this year, her assist total. She's averaging right around three a game. And we've talked about it before, recognizing the situation. And if the shot's not there, finding someone who's open and you've been able to take advantage of that. Yeah, and I think that was a difference from uh, Sunday to Tuesday is that we were turning the ball over, trying to get it into the post, where on Tuesday we did a great job of getting live the ball when she was open, and she kept saying, my bad, my bad, my bad, because <laughs> we were actually getting her the ball, and I think she was making good moves. Uh, she's a great defender. That She's long, and she has yeah. a hand a hand for the ball, and then in the second half figured out something different and, and did a good job adjusting. Well, Tigers get the win, 84-66, so they'll go into the break 10-1. One 
and tied for first atop the MIAA with Pittsburgh State. Everybody has at least one loss. And, boy, you look, uh, the top third of the conference, uh, three and two or better, and, and we've talked about it. it's going to be just an incredible race uh, this year. Um, you know, you were picked in the top four. Those top four teams are going to be there. Central Missouri losses, loses two at home. Kind of shocking, but you know how good they are. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a dogfight. Every game is going to have so much importance now from, from here on out when you resume conference play. Yeah, no, the top half of the conference is tough. I think anybody in the top six could probably come out and win it. And then the bottom half is all gotten better too, I think. And so every every night you've got to be ready to go because they're looking to upset somebody or the top half is just looking to beat up on each other. Well, you got a big win and now a little break. Was the bus a little lonely as you went home last <laughs> night? All the stops along the way, there probably wasn't too many left when you got back there to Hayes. There wasn't. We ended up with four by the time we got back to Hayes. So um, a bunch of parents took their kids home after the game. They were excited to get home an extra night, so they did that. And then we made a couple pit stops on the way, too, dropping people off. So they were excited to get home for break and see their families and spend time with them. And as you said, after the game, kind of, you know, you're playing well. You'd like to keep going, but basketball is such a long grind from when you start it to games and and now the what's going to be second semester it comes at a good time get away from everybody then come back recharge and refocus and get ready to go for what is hopefully a, a run and a race toward another conference crown yeah so i want to wash their hands at home to keep, stay away from the sickness and don't wash <laughs> yeah. our hands of all the the shooting percentage so hopefully we can continue that in, in the second half of this this season. Sounds good. Talia, we appreciate it. Great job this week. Congratulations on the two wins. You have a Merry Christmas as well, and we look forward to seeing you December 30th, Bethany College in town for the final non-conference game. Appreciate it, and Merry Christmas. Thanks, Jared. There you go, Talia Cars, head coach of the Fort Hay State women. Two big wins. They're 10-1 and 5-1 and in the MIAA. Tiger Talk brought to you in part today by Golden Belt Bank. Your life has a story. Golden Belt Bank wants to get to know that story. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Visit them at goldenbeltbank.com. Men's coach Mark Johnson joins us when we return. This is Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Brungard Howard CPAs in Hazen Garden City has developed a deep trust with our clients over the years, and we are very appreciative of their continued patronage. Sometimes clients just need someone they can trust, someone they are always comfortable contacting for good advice on tax, accounting, and business issues. If you haven't found your trusted advisor yet, it's time to meet Brungard Hauer. Brungard Hauer CPAs. We can help. We do that. These are challenging times in healthcare, but you bring out the best in us. Hi, I'm Eddie Herman, President and CEO of HazeMed. As a leader in quality outcomes and patient satisfaction, we're working together with our community hospital partners to strengthen health in Western Kansas. Because we know you deserve great care everywhere. We are all healthcare, and at HazeMed, we are proud to specialize in you. Learn more at hazemed.com. BTI now delivers John Deere parts, tools, and more directly to your farm or home. Visit bti-direct.com for their full catalog. All products ship with fast, affordable shipping options. Need something delivered in a hurry? Just email orders at btiequip.com or get connected to your local BTI parts counter. That's orders at btiequip.com or visit them online at bti-direct.com. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter 
This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Hammocky, leads the break, down the lane, out to Holden, right corner three, swish! He hit it, and Fort Hayes State is back on top, 68-66, first three for Jaheim, who has 14. Fort Hayes State on a 10 to nothing run. Yeah, big three there by Jaheim Holden. Tigers had a lead, let it get away, came back, got it to overtime. Unfortunately, come up short in the extra period, 77-75 at Newman on uh, Sunday. Welcome back to Tiger Talk. We're joined by head coach Mark Johnson. First, remind you, it's brought to you in part today by the Taco Shop. Whether you order by phone, use their handy app, dine-in, carry-out, or delivery, the Taco Shop, you've never had it so good. A Hayes tradition since 1970. We are joined by Coach Mark Johnson. Boy, tough one. You were shorthanded. A couple of guys out for a, a, a one-game suspension for violation of team rules. And uh, you basically played seven. I know a Hawk got in there briefly just to, to close out the half. But your guys battled. They left it all out there. And it just felt like they maybe ran out of a little steam down the stretch. And, um uh, just a tough one against the Jets down in Wichita. Yeah, disappointing. Um, felt like each half, well, really overtime, end of the regulation in the first half, uh, I think fatigue might have got us a little bit. You look, we were up 12 in the first half and playing uh, fairly well, and then they finish on a 17-6 to run to finish the half, and it's a one-point game. You know, if you can maintain that lead at halftime, you like to think there may be a different outcome. Same thing, second half, we got up eight, and, uh, you know, we weren't subbing a lot, and uh, – we're a little bit undersized at most positions, and, and I think we hit a little bit of a wall and uh, couldn't couldn't get enough stops that, that our team has to do right now. We just we don't shoot the ball well enough right now. I mean, we're dead last in the league in three-point shooting, three-pointers made. And in today's game, you have to be able to make threes. It doesn't matter even if you shoot 57% in the game, which would be is a very good percentage. If you're only making three to four threes, um, you know, you may hold your opponents to low 40s, but they made eight or nine threes. That's a, just, that's a big difference, and that's the biggest struggle right now. We have to be so good in every other av- aspect of basketball to win games right now with the way we shoot it. So uh, we just weren't able to do, do the other things to the level that we need to do it right now to win. And disappointing, not a great not, – nothing against Newman, but that's not a, that's not a, uh, a great loss. Uh, this league, uh, if you're trying to compete and be in the top three or four, I don't really foresee that happening to those other teams. So we got to make it up somewhere, and it's not an easy league to make up uh, make up areas because everybody's so good. But we got to find a way to do it moving forward next semester. Well, to your guys' credit, they go on that 25 to nine run, went up eight with just under six to go, and it looked like it, it may get get ugly. But your you guys battled back, scored the next ten, uh, and, and took a two point lead, and had a couple of chances. And you said it well after the game. Uh, um, uh, against Northwest, saw it. I mean, you made big shots down the stretch to keep them at bay. You had that opportunity on Sunday, and those shots didn't go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, if you want to win close games, you got to. We were talking about you got to get stops, you got to get rebounds. Uh, you can't turn the basketball over, and then probably there, you need a, a one or two makes to to go in in important times. And we weren't able to do that. I mean. You know, we're such parity in our sport, you know, in our league. I mean, we're, we're eight and three, disappointed. We have two overtime losses. You know, if, if you win those two overtime games, you're 10 and one and you're four and one in league. And 
we're having a Merry Christmas and, and things can't be any better. Uh, you lose those two games and, and now uh, it's not as much joy. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's close. You know, we all we need to do better. Everybody needs to do better. Uh, players need to do better. Coaches need to do better. Players got to be better in big moments. And obviously as the head coach, I got to do a better job with that. I think any time um, – you know, I think from an outside perspective, people think coaches have more control than they really do. But on the but internally, though, for coaches, anytime you lose close games, I think you take that to heart more than anything. You blame, you know, you put a lot of responsibility on yourself. What could I have done better? What should I have done better in the last possession, the last two possessions, three possessions, and all that? So, uh, like I said, it really is a collective group. If we want to have a better record in these close games, which over time I think we've done a very good job of, uh, but this year has been different. So I, I think we, I got to do a better job. Our assistants got to do a better job. Our players got to do a, a better job of, of closing out games to make sure we're on the, the positive end of it instead of the negative end. Yeah, traditionally you've had a overwhelming success on all these tight games and uh, it's been a while since you probably dropped, tr- dropped two straight overtime games uh, they had that stretch and and you know we talk about defense they hit 12 threes and, and they had a few open looks but there was that run in the second half I don't know what more you do than tackling them um, Stevie Strong kind of let it they hit some unbelievable shots during that run to take the lead they did we were up eight and uh, I think that's when they hit about five seemed like five threes and and uh, and that stretch I, I don't know if we could have done a whole lot uh, different uh I screamed at Caleb, like, get to him, don't let him shoot. And he's like, Coach, I literally tipped the ball when he shot it, and it still went in. So, you know, that's the thing. Uh, I thought uh, there was about four threes in a row there where they went from down eight to up eight where, give them credit, they just hit incredible shots, and and that happens at times. Um, You know, and like I said, I don't know what their overall percentage was for the game, uh, but sometimes, like, like I said earlier, if you're only making three and if they make 10 or 12, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, what their percentage is. It's hard. That's that's 30-point differential right there just at the three-point line. That's hard to, to uh, make up in other areas. So uh, we got to defend the three better. And just as importantly, we have got to find a way to, to shoot the ball better. And, uh, I mean, I – I was talking back there, you know, I, I don't know if I've ever been around a team through 11 games where every single player on the team is in a shooting slump. We don't have one guy uh, that's shooting the ball well at all. And if we could get – you just start with one, then maybe it'll get to two and three. And, and I do think the positive is um, these guys will shoot it better. We're not as bad a shooting team as we are right now. Uh, do I think we're a great shooting team? No. You know what I mean? But we're, we're better than this, and, and uh, so maybe we're, we're saving them all up together. We're going to be in a slump together that maybe we'll get in a hot streak uh, all together. And, and uh, you know, I saw Washburn made 17 threes in a game, and I was looking at our stats. That would take us half a semester to make 17. <laughs> uh, take us four, four and a half games before we'd make 17 threes, at the, statistically the way we're going. So, uh, like I said, we just need to keep doing what we can do and control the things we can control. And, and, and I think for the most part we've done a good job with that. And then hopefully we just gain a little confidence and start uh, making them at a little more consistent basis. We'll see if that happens after the break. Tigers on a break right now. They'll come back and play New Year's Eve. It gets a lot easier. They go to UCO, take on a nationally ranked Central Oklahoma team after the uh, holiday break. Four-Day State Athletics inviting you to join Tiger fans with a plan. If you're going to be drinking, always designate a sober driver. We'll take another break, come back with our final segment with Coach Mark Johnson. We'll do that next here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC.
We know healthcare isn't just about the occasional checkup. It's knowing that care is just around the corner, ready for life's little surprises. I'm Tammy Zimmerman, your friendly First Care Pharmacist. Introducing First Care Pharmacy, now open right at the heart of Hayes at 13th and Main. You can get your medications delivered for free or pick them up during your next clinic visit. Whether it's a toothache or a heart flutter, we've got your back. Swing by First Care Pharmacy or visit firstcareclinic.com backslash pharmacy. Health just got easier. At BTI, we pride ourselves on providing quality John Deere equipment and customer support. Since 1944, BTI has been serving farmers and commercial operators with mowers, tractors, and compact construction equipment at an affordable price. As a leader in the ag industry, BTI offers complete technology solutions so our farmers can help keep America running. Experience the BTI difference for yourself. Call on BTI. Our family in partnership with your family. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. When it comes to the month of December, there's two things to talk about in this commercial for the taco shop, and they're kind of related. Number one, gift cards. When it comes to giving out gift cards as a gift or a stocking stuffer, Taco Shop makes perfect sense. And then also the specials. As you're running around doing all that Christmas shopping, you're hungry and you don't want to cook at home. Stop by the Taco Shop, get the gift cards, and take advantage of the specials. The Sanchez $3.89. Pork quesadilla $4.49 and the chicken taco salad $5.89. Five to shoot. Hamakee corner three. Bang! He put it in. The possession was breaking down, but Hamakee nails the three. He has 19 points. He is now all alone, number 10 on the all-time career scoring list, and more importantly, has given the Tigers a 71 to 70 lead. Yeah, big day for Caleb. 19 points, 13 boards, five assists, three steals. Didn't have a turnover, but one of eight from three, including a miss there at the very end. Caleb now number 10 all-time past Reggie Klitschke on the all-time scoring list. Reggie at the game on Sunday against Newman. Not a lot of time left, but uh, break now and all those things. You said Maybe that's what this team needs. Get away, go home, enjoy the uh, Christmas, come back after Christmas and gear up for a tough game at, at UCO and maybe find that, that shooting stroke. It's, it's a grind and, and maybe a good time for this team to, to get away a little bit and get recharged and ready for for it's going to be just an incredible race in the MIAA this year. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, we're not that far away. We're we're a couple possessions away from having a great start to the season. So uh, we just need to keep working at it and uh, stay positive and our guys uh, find a way to uh, make it close at the end and give themselves opportunities. And like I said, hopefully we get off to a good uh, start here, second semester, shoot the ball well at Central Oklahoma. All right, sounds good. Enjoy the Christmas break. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you New Year's Eve uh, down at Edmond, Oklahoma. All right, I appreciate it, Jerry. Thanks. Mark Johnson, coach of the Tigers. Uh, again, Fort A. State women will play on the 30th of December 
Uh, they'll be home against Bethany, and then the men will play New Year's Eve on the 31st at 2 o'clock tip down in Edmond against Central Oklahoma. Our reminder, we're off next Wednesday, our next program on January 3rd back here at the Robbins Center. Hope to see you then. Tiger Talk brought to you by the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute. Go to Bell Bank of Hayes and Ellis, BTI, and the Taco Shop. Merry Christmas, everyone. That'll do it for Tiger Talk.